0: Hey, welcome. It's ten oh seven, and the marijuana issue, uh, uh, number three on the uh, ballot. I'm am curious to see what what the rest of you think. I'm opposed to it as much as I want to legalize marijuana, um, which I think will make it safer for the police if we can get you know get the government out of it. But uh, I'm just curious. Give me a call. Let me know. How do you stand? Where do you stand uh, on three on marijuana? Uh, you in favor of that bill or opposed to it? I I look at it and it's just it's it's just way it's just way too ugly, uh, at least for me. And it's got all kinds of nonsense in it. Uh, let's see. I think Trump did the bump stock thing to appease gun haters. I mean, how many people do you know that have one? It doesn't matter. It's the nose of the camel in the tent. And why would he want to appease them when he's supposed to be a Second Amendment supporter who is supported by the NRA? Uh, Charles says, I wouldn't put it past the left to try and run Michelle Obama. We asked the question about um, whether or not the Democrats have somebody that they can field uh, and and who that might be. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza has been covering a woman that came forward in Miami that gives evidence of a pay for ballot scheme that she says goes on in every major city. $10 a ballot may well be. May well be. On uh, uh, Amendment 3, where do you stand? Just curious. Uh, And by by the way, uh, this may not be a scientific poll, but I believe it will, because I know we have a lot of libertarians, give us an indication of what direction it's going. Jeremy, welcome. How are you?
1: I'm pretty good. I'm for Amendment 3. Um, from everything that they're telling me, I've heard you a couple times this morning say you're you're not certain of it because all the little things and the I mean what are they I mean please let us know because if there's something more that's going to make me vote against it I well, would know for what the instance, other little if, things are.
0: Instead of legalizing it, they're legalizing a little bit of it, and if you have an ounce more, you're in trouble. The black community generally finds itself under the gun on marijuana. More than the white community. So if you've got a black driver with uh, an extra ounce of marijuana with him, he's in trouble. Just legalize it. And then there's this language... So being
1: ticky-tack with it. It sounds like they're being ticky-tack with it. And they're not... It, it does sound a little bit deceptive.
0: Yeah. And then there's this thing about uh, racial equity with who gets to, to sell it and distribute it. And I mean, it's just... It's a mess how many pages is that thing Brian it's like 38 pages or something you don't need that uh, there is uh, there's a simple way to do this and then they're they're bribing trying to make people think they're giving the veterans extra money but early on in the in this multi-page deal they're taking money from the V from the veterans and then later on giving some of it back with qualification I mean it's just Oh, it that's is that's
1: good to know, too. Yeah,
0: it's just I, nonsense.
1: That gives, me, that gives me something more to think about. I appreciate that. All
0: right, Jeremy, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. On Amendment 3, uh, let's see. Let me get Rick in here. He's first in line. Rick, welcome. How are you?
2: Good. Well, I'm a no on 3, but on all these constitutional amendments, everybody look at the cost of them. You know, like, for instance, one is going to give us approximately two million more dollars in the government per year but on every one of them like you know uh on five or four yeah five you know um that's gonna make more bureaucracy just as three is gonna make more bureaucracy that's more expense and more government employees and We should be uh, for smaller government and less bureaucracy. But every one of these is just going to, or most of them, uh, three and uh, uh, five, are just going to increase bureaucracy and increase more state employees. And uh, we should be against that.
0: Well, I I am in favor of uh, Kansas City being in control of their own police department. Uh, All right. Rick, I appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Alan, on number three, what do you think?
3: Well, I uh, think it's a constitutional thing, and I'm against voting for something to be on the Constitution. That should have been a statute issue that our house down at uh, Jeff City and Senate should have taken care of.
0: Okay. Uh, what do you think about the, uh, the Constitutional Convention? Are you opposed to that?
3: Actually, I've already got my ballot marked to vote for it.
0: Vote for it.
3: Interesting. And I, really, I guess I was listening to a radio show yesterday morning and they convinced me to vote for it.
0: All right. Alan, thank you. Where do you stand? In okay. three? You're, and you're opposed to three, right? That's what you said. You're opposed to three.
3: Yes. All right. Good. I, I don't have a big deal one way or the other about the uh, marijuana. I don't use, don't think we should be using, but I've got members of the family that think for pain relief and stuff, it's a good thing. So I don't have a big opinion there. I just don't want to make it in a constitutional thing.
0: Yep. I agree. Alan, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Don on Amendment three, where do you stand?
1: I'm a no on three, Gary. Uh it's kinda like that Clean Missouri amendment last year. There's a lot of uh devil in the details. And when it's put on by out of state uh conglomerates and people, you know, it's not it's not for Missouri. There's probably a better a lot better way to do it than that. And can I say something about President Trump? Sure. I voted for him twice, and I'd vote for him again, but it's it's just a lot of, he has a lot of baggage. So I would rather he didn't run. You know, there's a lot of other good Republicans. But one thing that I kinda feel thankful, so thankful for him for, besides all the good he did, he broke the cycle that if Hillary were to won so many of us would have had no idea what was going to hit us. If you kind of get my drift, I mean, you know, he exposed so much uh, that was just being swept under the rug. So I'm I'm thankful for him for that.
0: He did a lot of good things. You know, everybody uh, uh, that is a real strong Trump supporter uh, pretend that I'm, you know, a never Trumper and I'm not. I, I don't think he's the the best man for the job in this coming uh, presidential election, but he did do some pretty good things. He tried to deregulate and was successful in some cases. He lowered taxes. He didn't get us into another war. He did a lot of good things.
1: Um, Agreed. And you know, it started the day he was inaugurated. Uh, the, the left was against him. They didn't show up for his inauguration. I forget how many of them you know, didn't and then they started going after him for for now six
0: years. Yeah, so, it, it literally started when he was riding down the escalator.
1: Yep. I agree. Yes.
0: Uh, all right. Don, Don, thank you, Gary. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Eight seven four ninety three ninety toll-free eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Um yeah, I this whole marijuana thing is it it could have been done so much more simply. Uh, But they have attached all this stuff, um, and it makes it really ugly. All right. So uh, apparently uh, Joe Biden came out talking about coal, and then the president uh, sent the minions out to retract what Biden said. Because Biden's not really the president. Anyway, we'll get to that next. Gary Nolan shows Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 20 minutes after 10. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, once again, if you're a candidate running for office and you didn't call in on Friday, but you'd like to have a, a last-minute shot at uh, talking to the state of Missouri, you can give us a call. We'll, uh, we'll give you a priority. We'll let you right in. We'll give you a couple of minutes. I don't care what political persuasion you are. We'll give you a couple of minutes to say why you're running, what you expect to do, uh, and uh, promote yourself. Uh, and there is uh, no commentary on that so it doesn't matter if you're green a democrat a republican or a libertarian uh feel free um, so the midterms um, i don't i don't remember one being this exciting in a long time this this is really turning into an event um i'm going to be Literally, I'm going to have some friends over, and it's going to be it'll be like you know. Some people have a Super Bowl party. Uh, I'm going to have an election party. Uh, and we're going to watch the turnout. Uh, we've done this before, uh, and it's it's always fun. And the commentary is nonstop. I'll also be on this station that you're listening to me now. Sometime around uh, nine fifteen uh, to ten o'clock, I'll be on board to. To see if I'm the go to the God, if I'm right uh, and have been since summer uh, about the outcome of the election. Um, so you'll want to stay tuned because it's going to be great coverage. I know everybody on all the stations that are going to be covering this election and it's going to be wall to wall great coverage. Candidates, the Wall Street Journal says, make last pitches in final hours of the midterms uh, campaigning. Over the weekend, Biden and three of his predecessors fanned out in an effort to rally voters. Candidates in key battleground states set to make their last pitches to undecided voters in the final hours before Election Day as GOP prospects continue to brighten. What is the matter with the Democrats? Literally, what is the matter with the Democrats? I'm betting 90% of you are not involved in politics beyond paying attention to it and voting on it. You're probably not a candidate. You probably don't run for office uh, or or work for a candidacy somewhere. You probably just, like the rest of us, every day working stiffs, trying to keep apprised of what's going on. And the Democrats since summer have been harping on the same couple of arguments, even though poll after poll after poll tell them this is not what's on Americans' minds. Democrats have been running on Oh, democracy will fail. Oh, it's the end of democracy. Oh, woe is me, this is terrible. If the Republicans are running, the end of democracy. Then they ran on abortion. Oh, woe is me. And and I knew this was a mistake. I knew it, and I called it when it happened. I said that voters would realize in blue states in relatively quick time that it wasn't really an issue for them. And that even in red states, they would, you, they would find exclusions uh, for life of the mother, rape and incest, that sort of thing. And that it, it, that it would not be a priority. And it would fall from the list, or at least drop down considerably, and it has. So everybody, in all the polling data, are worried about whether or not the economy is ever going to get straightened out. They're worried about, you know, what we're going to do with inflation. They're concerned about their children and education. There are all kinds of issues that are at the top of the list. Most of them dealing with the economy. But the Democrats continue to run on abortion. And, oh, the you know, woe is me. And this is the this is the big the big stupid on the part of the uh, Democrats and we we talked about this briefly with a caller earlier in the program. They didn't just switch parties and vote for uh, the Republican they thought was most vulnerable. They gave that candidate literally millions of dollars. They've done it in Maine, they've done it in New Hampshire, they've done it everywhere. They're giving millions of dollars to the Republican they think would be most vulnerable. But here's what they've actually done. They've gambled the future of the country, according to them, by putting someone they think will destroy the republic closer to the office they don't want them to have. If you're a Democrat and a progressive, and you think that uh, some of these Republican candidates are just going to destroy the country then why would you want them even close to being a senator? Why would you want them to be in the House? Why would you want them to run for any office? You'd want to discourage that because it's no guarantee and you might lose. Well, now they're losing. The candidates that they found most deplorable that they were sure they could run against, and that was all part of that democracy argument. Oh, democracy will fail. Those are the candidates that are now closing the gap and actually beating their Democrats, uh, Democrat opponents. And they're doing it, in many cases, in blue states. Holy Toledo, what a night tomorrow night will be. Uh, 874-9390. 529 uh, Paul Hamby. Paul uh, sometimes uh, comes on the program on Thursdays, Think Tank Thursday. Uh, stepping in for Ron Calzone. Uh, And he is with us now. Paul, what's on your mind?
4: Uh, Good morning, morning, Gary. Uh, A couple of thoughts on Amendment 3, which I'm opposed. And and I want to preface that with I'm very much for legalizing marijuana. This is an awful way to do it. If we look at what happened in California and Colorado, there's a lot of regret there because those of us who want to see legalization think that prices should go down, crime should go down, but it's had the opposite effect. So in California and Colorado, we have uh, higher prices, not lower prices, because this amendment creates a cartel. If you limit the availability of a product, then less competition, you're going to have higher prices.
0: And they tax Uh, the snot out of it for giving you permission to do something you should be able to do without taxation.
4: Right, so what's what's the result of that? The black market continues. Right. The federal at the federal level, it's still illegal, so people are still going to be put in
0: jail if the federal government comes after them.
4: Well, but the federal <laughs> government the way the way it works now is when someone is arrested, if there's if they can't use a state law, then they typically use a federal law um, for arresting. And so, it, one of the things that concerns me about that, though. There is a trend. I think think in in our lifetime, or maybe sooner, we're going to see the federal law repealed. What a travesty it would be to have the federal law repealed and have in our Constitution, it's still illegal to have marijuana. If you have, what is it, six ounces or whatever that level
0: is. Yep. That's another reason not to like the bill.
4: It's a uh, terrible way to do the, you know, I mean, we, I think you and I agree that we want want legalization, but this is just an awful way to go about
0: it. No doubt. You are exactly right. Paul, thank you for the call. You bet, Gary. You right, to glad, you. glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely right. If the federal government does decide they're going to, and, and it, it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. The federal government will eventually end their prohibition on marijuana. And when they do, the state of Missouri will be stuck with this constitutional amendment. And they are going to have to go through another amendment if we want to fix it. And that's going to be a challenge and damned expensive. It's, it is, in my opinion, a bad bill. It just is. Uh, all right. So uh, the president took what Biden said about coal... <clears throat> and 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 changed it. Biden came out in favor of shutting down coal plants. Well, let's hear it in his own words. Um, because we can. All I have to do is fix this. Let me see I now. had mine ready, but oh well go ahead, play okay. yourself.
5: From wind and solar than it is from coal and oil. Literally cheaper. Not a joke. I was just, and so we can accommodate that transition. I was in Massachusetts about a month ago on the site of the largest old coal plant in America. Guess what? It costs them too much money. They can't count. No one's building new coal plants because they can't rely on it, even if they have all the coal guaranteed for the rest of the existence of the plant. So it's going to become a wind generation. And all they're doing is you're going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line they transmitted as a coal-fired electric on. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America and having wind and solar.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, wind and solar because they're so dependable. Wind and solar. On a quiet night, wind and solar doesn't generate anything. On a quiet night, wind and solar are absolutely useless. Coal, on the other hand, natural gas, even a waterfall uh, can generate electricity. So, uh, when he suggested they would shut down the coal mines, that really irritated one Democrat from Pennsylvania, or from uh, uh, Virginia, West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia. We'll kick that all around next on The Gary Nolan Show. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 1035. How desperate are the Democrats? Wait till you find out what they're doing (laughs) in California. One California town. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Kids will be in kindergarten going out to vote. Uh, Anyway, 874-9390, toll free 800-529-5572. Let me grab a phone call or two and then I'll get into California. Paul, welcome. How are you? I'm just grateful, Gary. Yourself? I, too, am well. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Well, hey,
5: I just wanted to follow up on that clip you played from Biden, his statement about how coal is more expensive than solar and wind. Well, let us not forget why coal is more expensive than solar and wind. is because they intentionally regulated it to be more expensive. That happened back in the Obama, um, the Obama administration where they just created new layers of regulation on coal generation that just made it economically uh, less viable the last one i remember was you know when i moved to Boone county they used to use the coal cinders actually to put on the roads but lo and behold suddenly that's now hazardous waste and they have to pay an expensive fee to have it hauled off to some special dump and um, yeah you know they were work- fine for many years, and now the county's got to buy salt or other things. But that's just one example of how they created all these new layers of regulation on coal to potentially make it more expensive. So yeah. I just want to fact check them on that.
0: And you'll notice he didn't mention that in uh, Germany they've uh, actually shut down a, a, a windmills so they can gain access to a coal mine because they're de- desperate for energy. Oh, uh, yeah. Lord. It's such a mess. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Gary. Uh, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, coal. Uh, by the way, in China, I think they're opening a coal mine or opening a coal-powered uh, power plant uh, practically uh, every other every other day. And in fact, um, they they make solar panels over there. They sell to us that the government probably is underwriting and. They're using coal-powered, electric, coal-generated electricity to run their solar panel plant. Solar panels were that effective. Wouldn't you think they'd use solar panels on the plants that make solar panels instead of coal-fired generators? Uh, we've got a candidate that goes to the front of the line. Laura, welcome. How are you?
6: I'm good. Thank you. Uh,
0: tell I- me, uh, you got to tell the listeners... Uh, your first and last name, where you're running and why you're running and what you hope to accomplish. And I'll give you a couple of minutes. Go ahead.
6: Sure, my name's Laura Gramlich and I'm running as a write-in candidate for the Cooper County Clerk's Office here in Missouri. Um, it's kind of an unusual situation we've had here in Cooper County. So I filed as a write-in candidate. My name won't be on the ballot, but I am an official candidate. And I think it's time to uh, get someone in the office of the Cooper County clerk that will be able to run the office effectively, Effectively, um, kind of settle some things down that have kind of flared up in the last uh, several years. And I think it's, it's a good time to get a new candidate in there and take care of that.
0: Laura, if you don't tell them your last name, they can't vote for you. It's Laura Gramlich. Oh, Gram Did you do that already? I'm sorry. I thought I didn't think you did. Uh spell your last name.
6: It's G R A M L I C H.
0: Okay. Laura Gramlich. Let's see how many votes you get. The, I wish you the best of luck. Uh do you have a website or anything?
6: Hmm? I don't, but it's under the Cooper County Clerk and you have to fill in the oval and write my name in.
0: All right. I wish you the best thank of luck, you Laura. So much. Thank you.
6: Uh-huh. Bye right,
0: bye. Bye bye. <sighs> Write in candidates. That is tough. When you got pre printed candidates, write-in candidates have a tough row to hoe. But I wish you the best of luck. Any other candidates running, feel free, give us a call. We'll put you on. Uh let me tell you how desperate they are in California. <laughs> uh apparently uh on Tuesday. People tomorrow, that is, will be voting in California, in uh, Culver City, to give 16-year-olds the vote. 16-year-olds the vote. Um, she, uh, they're they're pushing, they're pushing for 16. Well, why stop at 16, Brian? I know. I don't know why. Why don't we get 12-year-olds or even 10? Yeah. I mean, can you imagine what would happen to the school regulations if if they uh, they got in power? It you would know, be like uh, five hours of lunch, an hour of classroom, and home without homework. In today's culture, kids can decide if they're a girl or a boy at five years old. So, I yeah, mean, why isn't this natural? Yeah, it should be. Uh, I, I don't know why we're even talking about it. If this passes, it would make Culver City, California. One of the few U.S. communities to allow people as young as 16 to vote. No other municipality in the country has the issue on the ballot this year. Um, But that's what they're pushing for. 16-year-olds to vote. How insane is this? I will will make you a guarantee there's probably not a Republican anywhere pushing for 16-year-olds to vote. This is, this is absolutely a left-leaning uh, policy. Because when you're young, if you're not a liberal, you have no heart. It's not until you're older that you switch because your brain kicks in. Um, 16-year-olds, the right to vote. They, I don't think this would affect federal. I think this affects mostly um, local races. Uh, The rareness of municipalities that allow 16- and 17-year-olds to vote underscores how contested the issue is. Supporters of the movement argue that at 16, young people are mature enough to have a say in decisions that affect them. And because they can get a job and pay taxes, they should be able to cast a ballot. Well, you know what? I've seen parents give their children a job. And have them pay taxes. And, you know, if the kid is five or six years old and that happens, should he be able to vote? Opponents worry 16-year-olds are too young to fully understand political issues and too easily influenced to make reasoned electoral choices. Conservatives and even some centrist Democrats also fear that allowing traditionally left-leaning young people to vote would disproportionately help progressive politicians and causes. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the heart of the matter. That's why these adults would push for 16-year-olds to vote. Years before the high school activists tried to make Vote 16 a reality in Culver City, several towns in Maryland started pushing for the change. Six places in that state allow 16- and 17-year-olds the, uh, the, the right to vote in some elections. The first of them was Tacoma Park. They approved the measure about a decade ago. And like all the Maryland municipalities that approved the practice, it's not far from the University of Maryland's flagship campus in College Park, where much of the research and early advocacy on the issue originated. Uh, In 2020, 49.2% of San Franciscans voted for a similar ballot measure, falling just short of the voting age for municipal elections in the city. More than 800,000 people. So this is the big push now. This is the big push. 16-year-olds, the right to vote. This is absolute insanity. You know... Maybe right out of the crib we should give them a mail-in vote. How desperate are you, Democrats? Oh, but there are some other countries where they do this. I don't give a rodent's rectum about what other countries do it. I think it's insane. I don't think your brain has formed enough. You don't understand anything about economics. I wasn't going to say anything. The word I was going to use was jack, and it followed by another word. But you don't understand at that age... The implications of raising taxes, increased spending, increased regulations, or the benefits of freedom and liberty. Hell, there are adults that don't get that. Uh, But they're just a titch desperate in California. All right, uh, up against the clock, quick break. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show. It is the Zimmer Radio Network. It's it's, uh, 10 minutes to 11. And uh, roll carts are back in the news in Columbia. You know, this is, uh, every time you turn around, this, I mean, this is like the dog that won't die. It just, um, constantly in the news. And it's been years. Just get the damn roll carts. They work. They work. Uh, and then you won't have to pay for those... Um, it, the, the garbage bags that have been monogrammed. Uh, let's see. On Amendment 3, Ron is on the line. Ron, welcome. How are you?
7: I'm doing fine, sir. I enjoy your show. Thank you. I have a question on that the Amendment 3. Yeah. The one on marijuana. Yeah. They keep saying it's supposed to help the veterans. Yeah, healthcare. it does. Did they ever explain how they're supposed to funnel the money to the veterans or how that was supposed to work?
0: Well, at some point, they're, at the beginning, they're taking money away, and then they come back later in the bill and say, under the certain circumstances, they'll give the money back. It's, it is just plain nonsense. It is an overly complex uh, piece of legislation that will permanently. And think about this: if if the federal government, and I do believe they will, uh, eventually legalize marijuana, this will be enshrined in our constitution it'd be almost impossible to get rid of. It just you know decriminalize it and get it over with. Don't pretend you're benefiting veterans when you're not. Uh, quit offering up you know some racial equity for distribution of uh, of of the right uh, to to sell the stuff. Just clean it up or, or leave it alone.
7: okay? Yes, sir. I appreciate that. All right, Ron. the thing that just frost my buns is that anytime somebody wants the money, they bring in the word veteran. Yeah, veterans it's, it's, in schools. It's, it's, yes, sir. And, and damn it, you know we can take care of ourselves. We don't need somebody uh, making a um, raising money for us.
0: Well, you know what? If you're a veteran, uh, I'm in favor of helping wherever we can. But this doesn't help. And it's a lousy bill, and it's just being used as a hook to convince people to vote for it. Uh, Just get the government out of it. All right, i got to run. Thanks, Ron. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Let's see. Eric Schmidt, I'm curious. Gary, welcome. How are you?
7: Uh, Good morning, Gary. I just turned the radio on, so maybe you've touched on this, but uh, I would like to know a little bit about Eric Schmidt and the China... Sell, uh, buying Missouri land. Now, the kicker is, Valentine says he did, but he's never said he didn't. I, be honest with you, I don't care for each one of them because of some of that stuff, but do you know any truth to the matter? You did know, he, I remember this having
0: to do with, um, it's, it's been a few years now, and I think it had to do with uh, some kind of a transportation hub or place to for um, delivering goods and ferreting them out around the country. I don't remember the exact details. Uh, I wasn't in favor of it, but it was no big deal. And if I have a choice between the two, if I'm only voting between those two, I, I would take Eric Schmidt in a heartbeat.
7: Well, me too, but I don't like the fact that he's never denied it. He's never said anything in his, his campaign that you know it's not true. So some of it has to be true.
0: I well, don't think. I, I think there's. It, it's partly true, but I, I don't remember all the details, so I can't clarify that for you. But it seemed to me that it was about a, a distribution center or something like that. Um, and I don't think it was the end of the world. It wasn't the best idea. I wasn't crazy about it. I was in fact opposed to it. But it wasn't. It wasn't like he was selling out to communist China.
7: Okay. All right. Yeah, well, you swayed me his way, which I was going that way anyway. Because Valentine to me is just another one of Biden's uh, puppets, so to speak. So, thank yep. you so much. I appreciate your show. All right, Gary, thank you.
0: Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I don't, I don't remember all the details. It's been how long has it been? Four, five, six years. I don't even, I don't even remember um, the exact details. It was not something I was fond of. I didn't like the idea. I thought it was wrong. Uh, it didn't happen, and. Good Lord! Uh, if I have a choice, if the, if my only choices were those two, I would take Eric Schmidt in a heartbeat. I really would. Um, I will look in. Uh, was, Brian, do you remember the details of that with Eric Schmidt? And that I was just uh, looking that up as uh, just a few minutes ago, and still doing some research. But there were a lot of Democrats that signed on to that. That. Uh, his opponent, what um, Valentine is yeah. conveniently omitting from all of these uh, scare tactics yeah. ads, and so if anybody knows the details on that, give us a call. Yeah, I hadn't concentrated on that because I didn't think it was uh, terribly important. Uh, he is not selling out to communist China. Uh, he is uh, he, he's done a terrific job on protecting uh, the Second Amendment here in uh, in uh, Missouri. Uh, I, I just, you know, between the two of them, I, it wouldn't even be, it wouldn't, it, not even a moment's notice. Oh, well, I, I know somebody that has the information on Dale that. Dale Roberts. Yeah. You know, we can have Dale talk a little bit about a couple of those ballot issues. If you've got concerns or questions, uh, Dale, by the way, is an attorney, MoGunlaw.com. Uh, Dale, welcome. How are you? Good morning, sir. I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Can you remember the details of that? I thought it was a distribution center or something that they were trying to set up that Eric Schmidt was in favor of.
8: And I don't know, that may have been on there as well, but the underlying bill, I looked it up the other day, it was Senate Bill 9 back in 2013, and the issue dealing with land was, it was an, overall, it was an ag bill, agriculture bill, and the proposition was to limit was to actually limit how much land a foreign government or entity can purchase in Missouri. And the interesting thing about it was it received almost unanimous support in the Senate. The, the Democratic senators voted for it also. Governor Nixon vetoed it. I don't know why. And the the legislature voted to override Governor Nixon's veto. And even the Democrats, the Democratic senators, voted to override Nixon's veto in support of the bill. So it was supported by both sides of the aisle.
0: And there was something about it I was not fond of, um, but I didn't think it was earth-shattering. And it's been so When? How many years ago was this? 2013. Yeah, so it's been quite a while. Um, on uh, the uh, medical marijuana thing. Uh, Very briefly, what are your objections to it?
8: The. Wow. I don't know if I can make that brief, but uh, A, I mean, I just don't like tinkering with the Constitution if it's not absolutely necessary. As a veteran, one of my concerns is that when we enacted uh, medical marijuana, there was a provision in it that said a certain amount of. Tax money from medical marijuana goes to the Veterans Commission to support veterans' health issues like PTSD, suicide treatment, things like that. This amendment reduces that money by sixty percent on page ten, and then you get back to about page thirty something, and it says the legislature has appropriation authority to put some of that money back. Um, and you know, I'm not sure how that's going to work, but. Those are at least two of my issue concerns with it. It, it also uh, does some crazy things on criminal penalties that I don't think need to be in the Constitution.
0: Yeah, it's, it really is a lousy bill. And it doesn't. It, you could fix that so quickly, uh, just decriminalize it. Uh, Dale, right. thank you for uh, being with us. Are, are you heading over to the VA here in a day or two to work with veterans? Uh,
8: Tuesday and Thursday mornings from 9 to noon. All right. Dale, thank you. Thank you. All right.
0: Roll carts in the news? Huh. What's next? This is The Gary Nolan Show.